Happy Monday. We're listening in real time. Hope it's a really good Monday for you. And in case you're new to our podcast, you know, need to know that on Monday, we do Mental Health Monday with my therapist friend, Leah, right? Now, today, typically this is, you know, we talk about relationships or we talk about mental health, anything to do with therapy. Today, we're going to talk about suicide, though, and I want to give you this trigger warning straight up because I know it can be a really touchy topic for some people, but I think it's going to be one of our deepest and most insightful Mental Health Mondays that we've ever had. So I hope you'll stick with it the whole episode as we get into Certified Mama's Boy today. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hello. Hope it was a good weekend if you're listening in real time. This is a podcast that's based in three principles. It's live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud, laugh a lot, and we love my mom. My co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. So the Apple Care scam actually worked, and I'm so shocked by that. And if you haven't listened to this podcast... Let me take you back. I was, um, I bought an Apple watch around Christmas and I was really excited to use it. And probably, oh my God, mom was like three weeks in. Yeah. Not it. less than a month. Yeah. On the hard floor. I dropped it on the hard floor and the whole thing shattered. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, Apple doesn't give a damn, you know? So I was thinking, oh, well they can probably just replace the screen. Of course, like, no, we're going to, you know, charge you $300 for a brand new Apple watch. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so as I'm looking for solutions, I had a guy that I work with message me and said, Hey, I would never do this, but I have <laughs> friends that buy Apple care after they have a, what spill or, you know, a <laughs> basically right. Ended warranty that they offer on their products. Uh, so I was like for $2.49 a month, let me just try this. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, there's no way that a corporation as large as Apple, because keep in mind at this point, I've already reported that it's broken. Right. So I'm sure they've got to keep record <laughs> that like it's broken. And like, I went through a whole hubbub with them. Cause I was like, there's no reason I should have to like, you know, repay for the whole watch. I still have the watch. I just need a new, new glass. And they were like, no, no, no. Like we're, um, we got to replace everything. And I'm like, God. So I go on there, you know, I was was like, I'm going to wait till like, I'm going to wait a couple of months and I'm going to go on at like an inconspicuous time, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know when, maybe a holiday. Uh, But I woke up on Saturday morning and I was like, I, feel like today is the day. It's like 5.30 in the morning, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like today is the day. I don't know what's telling me, but like today is the day. So I go on Apple Care's little chat. Now keep in mind, the last message, because when you message with Apple, it shows you your last conversation with them, right? Oh. So like, I, like if you scrolled up one scroll, you see the whole conversation about me <laughs> breaking the watch, them asking about Apple Care, me saying no, and them <laughs> saying sorry. Nothing we can do about it, right? Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh no, because like obviously they're gonna look, they're gonna know it's there. I say, hey, I've got, uh, I need to repair my Apple Watch. The screen's broken. And they went through the same prompts, and guess what? I got an Apple Watch on the way. So, <laughs> whoa! I don't know that I necessarily feel guilty about this one. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll do these things and I feel kind of guilty afterwards, like uh-huh. I've done the wrong thing. But 
I feel like Apple's responsible for this, right? Like mm-hmm. they didn't ask me, they didn't ask me questions. Right. They didn't ask like, you know, they obviously saw I had Apple care. They saw I had a broken watch. Yeah. Now keep in mind too, I still had to pay $69. Yeah. To get the re- watch repaired. Okay. Yeah. Or to get the new watch. So yeah. it's not like, I don't think it cost Apple $69 to produce That's one of those watches. That's what I was going to say. It probably cost them half of that. If that. Uh-huh. With as many as they're producing, uh-huh. I'd be shocked if it cost them $10 to produce these watches. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So they're still getting their money. Right. You know? So they're still technically, making a profit. Yes. Uh-huh. So did I do the wrong thing here then? If everyone, listen, they're still getting paid. Mm-hmm. They, I'm still a subscriber to their Apple care program. Right. Right. I don't really feel bad about this one. I don't really feel guilty at all. Mom, does it seem like I'm doing the wrong thing here? No, I don't think so. Thank you. I don't. And if Nancy Nancy no. doesn't think you're doing the wrong thing, then you're obviously not doing the wrong thing. <laughs> I mean, it is dishonest, but they can is it, see. But is it dishonest? What's what's the dishonest part about it? Well, I mean, they can see that you didn't have it before. That's what I'm saying. They can see that you didn't have it before, so it's their mistake. Yes, it's. Yeah. I don't. If they asked me, yeah, did I buy Apple Care before I broke the watch? Yeah, I would say no. Yeah. So, I feel like there's no harm, no foul, right? Like there's mm-hmm. no. Like nobody, nobody lied. Yeah. Nobody I feel like did the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's getting paid at the end of the day. <laughs> it's just I'm not having to pay $300 for a new watch that I shouldn't have to pay for in the first place. So I feel yeah. like this one I feel was like a, okay. So I'm not saying you should keep that idea in the back of your mind, but mm-hmm. maybe, possibly, mm-hmm. hypothetically, don't pay for Apple Care. Until your device breaks. <laughs> and then it, I think it's crazy that they let you buy Apple Care because basically it goes on there and you have to pull up your device, right? And so it has a, the day you bought it, it has mm-hmm. all your info about it. Right. And um, it has the, um, you know, the serial and all that. So, like, they know when you go on Apple Care's website that you've had it for X amount of time. So then they knew mm-hmm. I had mine for a couple of months. Right. But you didn't even open it for a couple of months, did yeah, you? Yeah, I don't think I actually. I think that's that's true. I think I bought it on Black Friday. I don't think I used it till January though, because yeah. COVID and all that stuff. So it was just kind of like I was gone. And right. So anyway, that's the uh, Apple Watch saga. I'm not telling you to do it, but you know it works. So yeah. Heads so up you there. Bought yours for the fitness app uh, part of it, right? Yes. Fitness apps, yeah. But I still can't figure it out. I don't I will I ever use this thing? No, but I feel like at least for paying seventy dollars. Yeah. I can't figure it out. I'm I'm super tech savvy and I still don't know how the fitness part works. I don't know how it tracks your uh your heart rate. I don't I don't know how it works. And I thought I was supposed to sync up with my phone and it's just I don't I don't I haven't like looked into the, the details of it all, but uh-huh. so far I've been wildly underwhelmed with the Apple Watch. Do you feel the same uh, way? No. I can you tell love you yours? I do. What do you I, do with it, especially at your age? I what do you would. do? I didn't think I would. You know, I bu- I bought mine at Christmas time, um, because of AFib being diagnosed with AFib, and so I got the, you know, the heart app and all that, so that it tracks your heart rate and it'll let you know if your heart goes nuts. 
which fortunately mine has it. Um, but I, I really like it. And mine synced up with my phone immediately. And what I really like most about it, I think, is the fact that I don't have to carry my phone around all the time now. Like it won't mm. do all the things the phone does, but like I don't have to worry about missing a call. Yeah. Because I can get it on my watch. Yeah. So, you know, and it also And we don't want you to miss your, a call. You're, I know. I get so many important calls. <laughs> How many calls have you been fearful of missing in the last couple of years? <laughs> I mean, you or Maggie or Brian may call me. <laughs> <laughs> or Jim may call me if I'm yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> but Can't I do miss like those calls. That. I do like that. And I have several apps on it. I like that. That's it, good. Maybe you can teach me how to use it for a week. We can, we can switch roles. It's typically I'm teaching you how to use things, but I still don't quite know you know how to use mine. So it's I'm very intuitive. You. If you if you get it hooked to your iPhone, it'll tell you to, it'll walk you through it. That's really bad. My mom is talking down to me about technology. <laughs> Amber <laughs> helped me out. Remember my my uh ringtone went off? Yeah. And I yeah. said I don't know how to turn it off. Well, you can show me. Actually, let's do a let's do a a New York update right now because, in case you don't know, my mom and I are going to New York. Uh, we will. I don't know what our schedule. I think we're going to take the first week of June off. But my mom and I are going to uh, New York for Memorial Day weekend, and mm-hmm. it's the first time that I've really spent time with my mom. When was the last time you were here, Mom? Was it October? Uh, I feel like yeah. you came back in, in the, the fall, fall, didn't you? Yeah, I was there in the fall. Um, were you though? Yeah, you mm-hmm. came after Maggie's wedding, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right after. <laughs> so um, I haven't seen my mom. I mean, we, I was there for Christmas for a day because then I, everybody got COVID and I ran home, right? Yeah. So that doesn't really count. So I, we haven't seen each other really in quite some time. Almost, what, nine months? Right. It's when crazy. Yeah. So um, we're going to go to New York for uh, Memorial Day weekend and we're going to see a bunch of shows. And we decided that the – System that we we're going to work out because in case you haven't listened to our podcast for a while, we my mom was like, "I'll pay for everything because I've got points, so I'll pay for the um, the hotel." And I was like, "I you know I feel bad. I'm 38 year old man. I must be 39 at that point, which is crazy. Uh, <laughs> I can't let me poor mom retired on a fixed income. Yeah, let oh, me for me. <laughs> let me pay you the equivalent of the points at least, right? Hmm. So we and a lot of you guys said to let her treat me, and I'm like, no, I feel weird about it. So here's what here's the agreement that we came up with. Is that I will pay, she's going to pay for the hotel and points, and I'm going to pay up to, because the hotel is like $1,600, so I'm going to pay for up to $800 worth of musical tickets for us, right? Yeah. So that's been my responsibility is finding musical tickets. And yeah. I went on, and mm-hmm. I got tickets for us to go see Dear Evan Hansen, which is one of my favorite musicals that my mm-hmm. mom has never seen before, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And there's another musical I've really wanted to see. I really want to see the last time that I was there, but it's really hard to get tickets, is Moulin Rouge, which yeah. you may have seen the movie, and this is the uh, the stage show of it. And it's got really good reviews. And it's supposed to be really cool, and obviously, if you've seen the movie, it's a big spectacle, so I'm sure it's going to be an awesome show. And here's the thing, is... E-boy doesn't like to spend a lot of money. Uh, and I'm trying to stay within my $800 budget. That'd be great, right? If I could just spend $800 on tickets and then like we're good. Mm-hmm. But Broadway tickets can get really, really expensive. And if you know me, I try to get the best value for my money. So I came up with a plan that I ran past my mom last week. I'm going to run it past you because I don't know if this is like super cheap and this is going to diminish our entertainment enjoyment or... <laughs> If you would do the same thing because it's going to save a buck. So 
I get orchestra seats for Moulin Rouge. Now, the seat next to the one that we're in is $229 a piece. Now, you know there's no way in hell I'm paying $500 for tickets to a show. I'm just not uh-uh. doing it. That's I would never budget. do that. <laughs> but I also don't want to like sit in the back, right? Because that's, I don't know, this is not as good of an experience. Hmm. So I came up with a little plan because typically when you go see a play or a musical or a movie or whatever, you sit side by side, right? But what would really be the difference if you were to sit back in front of each other? Yeah. You with me? So my plan is that I actually went ahead and did because when I started looking, um, there were a few seats that were obstructed view, okay? Which mm-hmm. means parts of it we're not going to be able to see. And I've seen a couple of musicals that were obstructed view. And yeah, you miss like some entrances, you know, to the stage. But you don't miss any like major plot points. You know what I mean? Right. You're not missing like the whole show or anything. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> You'll it, still be able to follow along. You'll follow along. You know, you follow <laughs> along for like a, a significant amount of money less. <laughs> so there weren't any seats that were obstructed view next to each other. So what I decided to do was get two obstructed views that are right behind each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh-huh. one's like row F and one like is like row H. Is that right next? Whatever. F, A, B, C, D, F, G or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one right behind the other obstructed view so that my mom and I will technically still be sitting next to each other, but we're going to be in a row behind each other <laughs> right <laughs> one behind one behind another um the sea moulin rouge and i don't know i think this is kind of genius like yes we're gonna we're gonna miss a little bit because of the obstructive view but i for to so the tickets that i paid were 99 dollars. okay so yeah. keep in mind let's, let's do the price difference there that's 130 dollars okay mm-hmm. 130 and most people will be like I'm not going to go. I'm not going to get that because there's only one ticket. That's crazy. Why would I just buy one? No one's going to go by themselves. I would say most people don't go to musicals by themselves, right? Right. So those, those tickets probably just, they're like, oh, we got to put these pretty cheap because, you know, who the hell's going to pay for one ticket? Buy this. Yeah. yeah. But instead, I was like, ha ha, let me, let me cheat the system here. <laughs> and we can save $260. Right. That's another and, show for the two of us. Yeah. And then we'll just sit back and forth of each other. We'll both have a little yeah. bit of obstructive view, but we're still in like the orchestra seats, just off to the very right side of the stage. Yeah. Mom, do you think it's crazy? No, do you feel I think like it's, it's gonna, too cheap? I mean, no, I think it's going to be great fun. I mean, that's pretty fast-paced, fast-paced show, and it's not like we're going to be chatting with each other anyway. That's right. That's what I felt like. No. no. So I was thinking, I was like, it's like you don't talk. You know, like you weren't going to talk, so right. it doesn't really matter. So I don't know. I'm really proud of my idea and that Uh that frees up enough money. But I told one of my friends that she was like, you are so freaking cheap. Like that's unnecessarily (laughs) cheap. She's like, you should have just gotten the worst seats, but you can actually sit next to your mom. And I'm like, why? We don't talk. No, exactly. There'd be no talking going on. Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty proud of the idea, but (laughs) I just don't know if most people, I I always see things from, from a financial slash enjoyment (laughs) point of view. Right. So you're still getting close seats. Mm-hmm. But you can't sit together and you kind of miss some of the show, but save 260 bucks. So that's right. We can go to uh-huh. another show. I think it's pretty smart. Yeah. Thank you, mom, I'm for excited. that, by the way. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Very excited about it. All right. Let's do our quote for today for Monday. 
Okay, it's from James Baldwin. Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. With me? Yeah, I was just waiting for your commentary. Oh. So <laughs> Typically I let you go and then you give your commentary. I, I, I know. I, that's true. You do, don't you? And that's the, well, I agree with that because, you know, you, we have to challenge ourselves to face up to the troubles in our lives if we want anything to change. If we want to change, we mm-hmm. have to address the things that are holding us back, that are troubling us, the things that need to be changed in our life. We have to face them so that we can deal with them. Mm -hmm. Because until we do, nothing changes. Well, that's why a lot of people don't like to go to therapy because you don't want to face the problems. That's exactly right. That's why they always say therapy is the hardest at the beginning. Right. It's because... And that's that goes for a lot of things, right? Like when you're no matter what kind of trauma that I've had to deal with in therapy, every time that I start, it sucks. Oh yeah. You know? Like yeah. right now we're kind of uh dealing with the what happened at the end of my last radio station, like the last couple of days there, right? And like um, not days, like months, I guess. And mm-hmm. I, it's like not a, not a fun period of my life professionally. <laughs> right. And I have to relive all of it. Like almost like bring up the pain. But if you listen to Friday's show, I got like so geeked out because of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when you finally hit that. Aha moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes it really sucks. I, f- I feel like it's almost like working out, right? I feel like mm-hmm. going to therapy is almost like working out. Go with me here because yeah. it, it sucks at first. It's hard. You don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And you, you make know, excuses like, and make all excuses the reasons get why you shouldn't I mean, can't. I even doing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting back into this. Mm-hmm. But then you start yeah. getting the flow of it. But that's it. I mean, that's really what it is. Like, if you don't face these things, they're just not going to get better. No. That's why we end up the way we do, right? There's right. many things we don't want to face or don't know how to face. Yeah. It's not exactly. even better help week, but I guess a better, I mean, I wish it was. I could go right into it, but it, <laughs> it's not even a, <laughs> it's not even a better help week. <laughs> but there's a lot of things we can't change too. And, and that, that almost to me is the more frustrating part. You know what I mean? It's when you ever get to like like the end of a problem and you're like, dang it. Like there's nothing I can do about this. Like, it, just, it just has to suck. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And you can't fa- and you can't change a lot of things. No. In your life. Yeah. But you can change your mind about them, your mindset yeah, about yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. So you say. Yeah, you can. You've just proven <laughs> it. You're just going yeah. through that right now. Yeah. Just don't, exactly. yeah, just don't, uh, just change your mind. To me, I mean, changing the mindset's the hardest thing. And if anything you have to do, I feel like changing your mindset's like the hardest of the things to do. Well, yes, of course. It's, it's like changing, and maybe it's just because I like to be so egotistical and feel like I know everything in the first place, you know? <laughs> so then like when I'm like, oh damn, 
I can change that. <laughs> right. I was wrong. <laughs> Not me. Mm-hmm. My mom said I was right when I was a kid. So <laughs> my mom told me I was perfect in every way. Mm-hmm. And I took so that with me world. into my adulthood too. There's your, uh, your quote for today. <laughs> mom, when's mother's day? I should know this. May, like, like, May like second week of May. Seventh, yeah. May 7th? May 7th? Is that what it is? May 7th, 8th something. Let me see. Mother's Day 2022 is the 8th. Yeah. Wow. Mm. It's coming up. It's two Sundays from now. Yeah. That's crazy. Don't uh, forget listen, it. If you're, if you're getting a little panicked <laughs> about what to get for, uh, I know, what to get to your mom for Mother's Day, our friends over at Cozy Earth have continued. It's through this week. So if you've been hearing this commercial and you've been thinking about it, don't put it off any longer because we only get that 40% off sale through this week. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest money saving offer they have. They've ever done is 40% off. The Mother's Day sale on their website, 25% off. You 40% off. So, but that's only this week. That's only gonna be if you're not listening in real time anymore, it's only gonna go on through the 29th. So, like, and that's not even me just trying to do a sales gimmick. Like that is that is the sale mm-hmm. for us. Uh, so if you've been thinking about this, listen, I've told you that Cozy Earth Sheets is the best, most comfortable night's sleep I've ever gotten in my life, hands down. And it's be- probably because, like, go check the tag on your sheets. They're probably made from cotton, and cotton's just kind of, it's a little... Uh, stiff. Stiff. It's stiff, and it's, like, it's hot. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And if you're like, well, what, I wonder why would they use cotton in the first place? It's kind of an old-school mm-hmm. method, because back in the day, they didn't have heat and when they started using cotton for sheets they didn't have central heat and air so they needed these you know these sheets to keep you warm but that's not the case anymore now your room's already at the perfect temperature right the way you like it Mm -hmm. so these bamboo sheets from cozy earth my god it is it is life it is literally a life a life-changing kind of sheets they're so good they're Oprah's favorite things, by the way. She said they're the softest ever. That's Oprah. So, mm-hmm. ten year warranty. Like ten year, that, that's what I was going to say. For yeah, yeah, for the price, because they, yeah, they're, oh, they're yeah. more expensive than going to Amazon and buying their Amazon Choice ones. Okay, right. Or going to Target right. and like buying the the first ones you see. Right, they're more they're going to be more expensive than that, but has a ten year warranty and a hundred night free trial. So. Divide what I want you to do is when you go look at these sheets, divide that number, your price, because every price, obviously every size is different, right? If you have a queen versus a king or a full or whatever, um, there are gonna be different prices. But divide that price over 10 years. And you're gonna want to use these sheets for 10 years too. I promise you. They're they're that comfortable. They're awesome. So it's cozyearth.com, 40% off these sheets. Go to CozyEarth.com. Your promo code is Certified Mama's Boy 40. Certified Mama's Boy 40. And you'll get 40% off your sheets over at Cozy Earth. Also, today's podcast is brought to you by Done. And thank you to every single person that has taken this assessment to find out how adult ADHD affects your life. Actually, just do this real quick. Just grab your phone. Probably listen to this podcast on it anyway. It's probably nearby. Text the word Done to 888-Kramer8. Done to 888-Kramer8. Click on the link. I'll send you. I'll shoot right back to you. And click on that link. When you click on it, 
Uh, it's going to do a really quick assessment to show you how adult ADHD might be affecting your life and you don't even realize it. It's so underdiagnosed in our country. It's because we didn't really know what we were doing when we were kids. We were very worried about scoliosis reach tests and stuff like that. <laughs> do kids still do scoliosis tests? Is that still a thing or no? I don't know. But that was like a big deal. Remember like, <gasps> oh, yeah, scoliosis. Mm-hmm. But then like, what did you do? I, like, I didn't know what, what, what happened to those kids. I feel like you never heard from them again. <laughs> It's like an instant death. It was like, it was like the COVID of. <laughs> yeah, school years. School years. COVID. Scoliosis. Did anybody get diagnosed with scoliosis as a kid? We call us because. Yeah, right. I just don't know I what they did. I never knew anyone. I just didn't know what they, they, yeah, they made you do after that. Did you have to go to the chiropractor? Like what do they, I don't, I don't really know, but it was like such a big deal. Remember they call you into the gym and you have to like reach uh-huh. over. Uh-huh. And like pull, you know, like yeah, it's like, all about the curvature of your spine. Yeah. But I don't yeah. I don't feel like they do that anymore, do they? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's do, been a long time since I've had kids in school. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the that's basically the equipment. They didn't have they didn't really test us. They test your kids now, I'm sure, for ADHD. At least it's a way more well-known thing, but there's so many people that are uh, diagnosed. So we're just increasing the awareness about it. And then if you decide you do and you're like, oh my God, I'm so forgetful or I get overwhelmed by big projects or I wait to the very last minute to finish these kind of things, this sounds like you, that's all fixable. Thanks to our friends over at Done. They're going to walk you through it. It's convenient. It's judgment-free. They have expert providers. That's all they do. It's personalized treatment, by the way, because like there's not going to be one right plan for everyone, right? Like maybe it's medication, maybe it's not, maybe it's, you know, some other, other tools that you can use. It's affordable and it's continuous care. They're here to serve you. They just message the care team anytime you want to, and they'll get back to you in a business day. So I, I think if you're going to take your ADHD seriously and your mental health seriously, and you do, you know, suffer from some of the issues of ADHD, then have like the do it the right way, you know. Don't just don't just go to the doctor and have them throw you a pill and be like, good luck. Like work with a team that's gonna help you through it. Text the word done, D-O-N-E to 888 Kramer 8. Just so you know, if you decide to go forward with done, they've given us a 50% off your initial appointment as well. That's all just just text me. The word done, 888 Kramer 8. That'd be awesome. Thank you for doing that. Okay few things number one certified fans thank you so much for supporting our show we appreciate yeah, it love you you want to explain what certified fans are mom i'll get everything sure, ready over here sure they are wonderful people that send um oh you don't like me to say send that contribute six dollars a month to the show to yeah. help us keep the shows going five sometimes six days a week um and you get a show that is dedicated to you. You get discounts on merch. You become a part of our certified fans Facebook page, which is my favorite thing, as you all know, because that's how I get to know you all a lot better. Um, and you get Mama Text. And you should feel good about it because you're... <laughs> Because you're helping out poor Kramer, who's so wanting this podcast to be successful because it's the best thing he's ever done. For $6 a month, you can feed a podcaster. Just think about it that way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, When you join, you do get a show dedicated to you. When we don't have somebody new, we spin the wheel and we go back. 
through our archives of our amazing certified fans and thank someone that's been here for a while. And 365 is our certified fan of the day. And that okay. is... Oh, man. Oh, no. I always screw this up. Okay, it's J-A-C-Q. Remember when we screwed this up last time? Uh-huh. Is it Jacques or Jackie? Or Jackie, I mean. J-A-C-Q? Q. Jacques. Is that what we said, Jacques? Yeah. I think we looked this up. Okay. Okay. Um, Put it in Google and ask her. That's what we always do when they get crazy. Mm-hmm. How to pronounce.com. Let's see what they say. Here's a. Jack. Just Jack. No, it's just Jack. Yeah. Okay. So okay, Jack. So, we'll go with Jack. So what do I know? Okay. Jack. So Jack, this episode is dedicated to you and you live in San Diego. And awesome. we are so thankful for you, Jack. Seriously. Thank you so much. And I hope we're pronouncing that right. And we're not, let us know. Yeah. And we'll still never remember it. Ever. Yeah. You know, maybe it's short for Jacqueline. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. So uh, just, if you want to, uh, by the way, here's your whoop whoop, by the way, your bonus whoop whoop. And thank you so much for being a certified fan now for so long. Yes. Whoop whoop to Jack. Thank J-A-C-Q. you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We do. Um, also, to, uh, by the way, if you want to become a certified fan, you can go in the show notes or you can just uh, text the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. We really need one more person this week. Just one more. One more. Yeah. It can be you. You can save yeah. the podcast. <laughs> that would so, be so awesome. Text the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. Thank you so much. Don't mm-hmm. forget, too, it's Monday, so a brand new mama text is going to go out today. Uh, that is motivational text from my mom that we do every single Monday. And you can get those for free by texting the word hello to 833-MAMA-TEXT, 833-MAMA-TEXT. Uh, or there's also a link to the show notes over there. Also, Mom, tomorrow on the show, don't let me forget, this weekend I watched the Abercrombie and Fitch documentary. Uh-huh. And uh, it was wild. It's on Netflix. Okay. I think it's Netflix. Or is it? No, I'm pretty sure it's Netflix. Um, okay. So if you, uh, it's, it was just such a fascinating documentary. And like, I just have so much commentary to talk about with this stupid clothing line. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> tomorrow we'll talk about that. But that's all I got for you today, mom. We good? Are we missing okay. anything? You want to say no. anything else? No, I think we're good. Hope everyone has a terrific week. It's beautiful spring weather. Get out and soak up the sunshine. All right. I love you. Love you forever. All right. Mental Health Monday. Every Monday we do this. And we're going to give you a trigger warning on today's because I know that suicide can be a pretty touchy topic. So, But I really hope you'll stick with this one. I really, really do because I think it's an important discussion to have. Um, Mental Health Monday, by the way, my friend Leah Aguirre is a therapist back in San Diego. And we just talk all things, either mental health or we talk therapy or – uh, anything you'd go to a therapist to talk about. She does a really great job at it. And it is brought to you by Done, the most affordable and efficient way for you to get help managing your ADHD from the comfort of your home. And I'm going to tell you the reason it came up. And actually, Leah just brought a really cool piece of knowledge that we can start sharing, even though it won't be live by the time this goes um, this is released. But it's something good to know. So I just watched the musical Dear Evan Hansen uh, time of recording. And have you seen it before, Leah? No, but um, 
I they just did the movie, right? Yeah, like, the movie just the movie's terrible. I don't want to see the movie; it's really bad, really okay. bad. My mom um, saw but, it though um, two years ago. In what in is Big it, San Diego? Diego? Yeah, I saw that too. I was there. Aww. Maybe I said next to your mom. I had no idea. Maybe. <laughs> um. So, Dear Evan Hansen's about a, a, a kid who has another kid in his school commit suicide, and he has to kind of pretend. Wait, wait, so, um complete suicide or died by suicide is the Wait. term. So we're trying to use that because commit kind of sounds like it's a crime. Oh. Versus like understand this person was. Interesting. So wait, what's, what's the proper way of saying it? Um, died by suicide? Died by suicide or completed suicide. Completed? Why completed? That sounds weird. Well, cause it's not. Oh, like, like, like an attempt. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like that as much. I think die by, well, whatever. Yes. He, died by suicide he attempted it and completed it yeah and then died yeah and evan hansen spends the rest of the musical somewhat benefiting by pretending he was friends with this kid even though they were never friends but the lie keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then yeah so it's it's super anxious and it's second favorite musical so good so if you ever get a chance just go see it please go see it but okay so i i i'm pretty i'm i can go through pretty bad waves of depression right but Mm -hmm. i don't think i could ever kill myself Mm-hmm. And I remember this is this is the, about as, as close to suicide as I can remember was after I was I had done Molly and I was super depressed and I was sitting in the bathtub and I remember I was Googling ways to kill myself. Like yeah. I was looking up ways to kill myself, but I still in that moment don't know that I ever could have done it. So what did you do to get out of that headspace or not like – pursue anything it's a good question i don't know i don't re- i don't remember now it's been yeah it's I'm kind of a blur i think i think a lot of that i kind of like like pushed, pushed kind of just pushed it away because yeah. it's really when i go back there it's it's getting easier to go back there but it's not my favorite time period to go back to yeah. you know yeah um so but i remember but i don't i honestly is as depressed as i get and as much as I, and i've shared this on the podcast too is i get to a point where i don't want to be alive anymore yeah. where I'm like, I just wish I was dead. Like, yeah. I just wish I was dead, but I've never seriously thought about or, or, or have considered like, it's just like, I want, I want to be dead, but I don't want to kill myself. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's more like you have like these fleeting thoughts when you well, typically it's more fleeting. Right. So it's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be alive. Yes. Like I mean, sometimes longer than others. Right. Right. But I just, It'd be more like if something happened to me today, it's fine. Yeah. Versus I'm going to go in and end my life. Right. You know? Yeah. So I just wanted to talk to you about suicide and like, what do you, like, when does your depression become bad enough where you want to, where I, like you really need to be, cause like I get depressed a lot, but I don't know that I need to go and, like an seek help and like call the suicide hotline, you know, like I just, I don't really know where to go with this per se, but Leah does have a really cool new resource. We can talk about at the end about, um, yeah. because I do, I do like, I've, I've called the suicide prevention hotline before. Yeah. Um, and it was a great resource, but, yeah. uh, but anyway, we'll get, we'll get to that in a minute, but well, it varies. And I know we always say this, like it varies in person, but, but really depression, it looks different to 
to different people. And some people have. Yeah, because here's the thing too, really quick. Sorry. There's some people that like, you know, there's some people that you're like, they seem completely happy the, the day before. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. So that's a sign too. A warning. If they're happy. So, well, so say, you know, someone who's generally depressed, um, and then suddenly there's a change in mood. It's usually the relief prior. It cannot usually, it can be a sign of relief. Like when they've decided that they're going to end their life. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. You'll say it, you'll, so one of the warnings is a, a change in mood. So if you know, you have a friend who's typically pretty depressed or down, or even even if they don't say they're down, you know they struggle with this, and then one day they just seem like, you know, like everything's fine, and they're just like this new person. Interesting. I would check in with them. Yeah. So oftentimes that can be a sign, and it's, especially if there's a history of depression or suicidal thoughts. You want to check in with that person. It's really hard because I think we picture this person to be like in bed, right, and just just done for. Yeah. You know? Like you, like, listen, you'll, you'll know, like when I'm, I'm so transparent with things. Like you'll know when I'm depressed and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you I'm depressed. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't want to have a problem like talking yeah. about it. But some people aren't. But that's interesting. So, if, so that can be, if you see somebody that's depressed, but then, but that's like, that seems kind of like counterproductive to me. If I saw somebody that was like usually depressed and I go to them and they seem really happy. I'm like, why aren't you depressed today? Like that feels how would you even word that? And I mean, I mean, so this is where there needs to be more awareness, and they're doing actually a lot of, um, a lot of work in schools to do like the to go over signs of suicide, or like you talk about resources, or they do a lot of presentations, and they they do check ins with kids and students after these presentations. This is like a whole system, at least in San Diego, they're doing a lot of that, and so it's really helping people understand the continuum of experiences for folks that experience suicidal mm. thoughts because it really mm. does vary. And I think um who was that recently that Miss America? Yeah. That was I one of those Miss Somebodies, yeah. Yeah. And so did she they, jump or did she Yeah. 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 Oh. So she and so she well, that's it, a great it, example, right? Yeah, it seemed like it, she was a girl was, on top of the world. Right. And literally, right, Miss America and had all these accomplishments, was well Robin educated. Williams. Right. And well, and a lot of a lot of comedians talking about self-deprecating last time yeah. um, are struggle with depression, right? So I think right. oftentimes a way they can cope with it. Um so yeah, it's it, it's one of those things where we just can't be like, this is what a depressed person looks yeah. like in general. Well, what about what about suicidal thoughts versus versus being suicidal? And like, where do you, that's, cause I guess that's the question I have for myself is like, when do I know that I need to like hit the red, like the, like the, the, if you have a plan, intent and means. So say you were Googling like how to kill yourself and then you actually were like, oh, I can use this, you know, this chemical or whatever. You start researching things. You like, I can do this. And then you start looking for the thing. Then I would ask for help. If you're Googling it and just like, like or fantasizing about it, you still need help, but it it wouldn't in that it's moment. It's not as urgent. Yeah, and again, this is case by case, so we're not saying sure, 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 sure. That this is like don't. But because I'm, I'm personally asking Leah, I think because I feel like I always kind of wonder where I need to be more urgently concerned versus like I'll talk to my therapist about this next week versus like I need the you know the panic button right now. 
Yeah. So I think if you're wor- if like you worry that you can't keep yourself safe, you just don't know. Even if there's a slight change, like I don't know if I can like make it through the night or keep myself safe or that I won't do anything impulsive. Yeah. A lot of the times it's an impulsive decision based in, in that state of being in a lot of pain and very down. And so it's a state where you're really not thinking long-term. And if you feel like there's any chance that you could not keep yourself safe, I would seek help. Okay. And then, and so, and you know, there's a bunch of numbers so that we talked about this, but the national suicide hotline number right now is 1-800-273-8255. Which you're never going to remember ever. But just Google it. So everyone can Google it. Um, You can always call law enforcement, which that's our system right now. I don't love that, but they do offer. um, So like in San Diego, we have the psychiatric psychiatric emergency response team that goes along with um, police officers to assess. So you can call 911 um, and say, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about hurting myself. I need support. You can have someone take you to an emergency room to be assessed. And then they'll, they'll usually, if you are having, you know, severe suicidal thoughts or have any plan, they're worried about your safety that will get you an inpatient program. If you have something in your home that you're worried, if you have access to firearms, get a family member or a friend Mm. to take it. There's also certain places. I actually think gun, um, gun ranges now are having, um, they're storing, um, firearms for people. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So there's movement and resources to help stay safe. Leah was telling me though, that they're going to, uh, later on this year is going to have a brand new number. That's gonna be a whole lot easier. What'd you say it was nine, eight, eight. Yeah. So they just, so it's not active now. So it's the, it, um, there was a bill that was passed to make, yeah, like suicidal or suicide resource, suicide resource, like crisis hotlines more available. And it's supposed to be, it's going to be nine, eight, eight. Which is like this, you know, so much easier. Yeah, a call center like nine one one, but specific to mental health, great. suicide. The goal is to obviously not get to a point where you feel like there's no other options, and yeah. so working with a therapist such as Leah can be super beneficial. This is not a weird way just to plug her. That felt like we were talking about suicide just to plug your therapy. No, no, no. Well, and I think just in general, like it, it, it gets better. Like it you can get help. And sometimes that's, it seems like the worst thing, but that it will get worse before it gets better, but it will get better if you seek help. Yeah, absolutely. One thing to also think about, and I know I've mentioned this to you and some of the stuff that happened at the radio station here that I was upset with was not about you, but other messaging about, um, medication is medication a really good, a really good treatment form of treatment for folks that have major depression disorder or mood disorders and is effective yeah. and help can help with, you know, with a provider help to reduce depressive symptoms and suicidality. And it can be completely life-changing, yep. especially if a chemical imbalance. So I'm all about that as a resource too. Yep. All right. Leah's great. She's a great therapist, has a lot of great resources. Um, how do we get in touch with you, Leah? You can find me on Instagram at Your Modern Therapist, and I link that. I have everything linked to, or in that in my bio, everything's linked, including my website, which is www.leahagiri.com. So check it out. That's all I got for you for this Monday show. I'm really pumped. If you got time tonight, go watch the Abercrombie and Fitch documentary on Netflix. We can have a group discussion about it tomorrow because if you're an 80s baby like me, you know that there was no higher of a state of esteem of uh, prestige than having Abercrombie and Fitch clothes on when you were a teenager. 
it was like the Mercedes. No, it was like the, what's better than Mercedes? It was like the Maserati of clothing back in the day. So go watch it on Netflix if you have time tonight. And we'll talk about it tomorrow on the show and a brand new Ask My Mom. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Hey, Kramer. It's Andrea from San Diego. And I was just listening to this morning's pod where you were talking about like the worst careers for uh, women to be married to. And uh, I have to say, I have been, well, my husband and I have been married for almost 13 years now, but since I've met him, he was either an EMT, a paramedic, and now he is a firefighter with the city of San Diego. And it is definitely not for the faint of heart, for obvious reasons, like the danger of it, you know, there's a possibility that something bad could happen and they could not come home. But even more than that, just the schedule he will be gone for days at a time. He's on like a FEMA task force. So when there's hurricanes and stuff, he's left town for weeks at a time. There's strike teams if they're big wildfires. So I feel like living in San Diego, I know a lot of military families. So I feel like they have it much more difficult with deployments and stuff. But from personal experience, I can definitely say being a firewife is not for the faint of heart. But I am also extremely proud of him and of course, I think it all comes down to personalities and, you know, the strength of your relationship. But anyway, obviously that resonated with me since it's something I live every day. So happy the pod is back. I enjoyed listening to you guys every morning again this week. Uh, happy birthday, Jimmy Mack. And love you forever. Hey, Kramer. Certified fan from Atlanta. Just listening to the podcast. Stopped it so that I could call you and leave you a comment. Money and happiness. Three years ago, I took a $20,000 pay cut because I was absolutely miserable at my previous job in such a toxic environment. And uh, mo money does not bring happiness. Yeah, I, I don't spend money the way that I could. I don't buy the clothes that I used to buy. We don't eat out like we used to eat out. But in the end, where I spend eight to 10 hours of my day had more to do with my happiness than eating out or buying more expensive clothing. So money doesn't buy happiness. Love you forever. You too, Mama Nancy. Hey, Kramer and Mama Nancy. This is Amy. I'm calling from Pennsylvania. Um, I'm listening to Friday's show, and the question was, you know, were you happy or making more money? Ten years ago, I was making six figures. I was also receiving a very substantial bonus on an annual basis. I now, I, I completely, you know, different career path, everything else, complete life change. I now make not even half of that um, with no annual bonus um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say like I'm personally I'm, I'm happy but you don't get the extras when you make that extra like that I did when I had that extra money I can't travel like I used to you know I used to have to get pages put into my passport and now my passport's expired so it's, it's a different kind of happiness that comes with it. Uh, you would truly like go out of town, relax, um, or quick, you know, weekend trips. And, you know, now we have to save and budget for that. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different kind of happy. It's a different kind of um, lifestyle, um, but it's all what you make of it. You know, do I miss traveling? Absolutely. But would I change what I have now for back then? Probably not. All right, love you both forever. Bye-bye. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.